This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Pick whoever you want. Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett are both completely lost right now. It is Canty and Carlin. On ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. What is up, friends? Chris Carlin and Christopher Arthur Canty. Oh, okay. You said, what's up, friends? I thought you were talking to me. You were talking to our audience. Sorry. Yeah. So are we not friends? What's happening? Oh, no. We're friends. Okay. And I think we're in lockstep on what is going on with the Denver Broncos, who are just an absolute mess to watch right now. And I have to wonder, what has happened to Russell Wilson? Because Canty... As much as Nathaniel Hackett is playing a big role here, and I'll get to that in a minute, Russell Wilson has no idea what he is doing out there right now. It is painful to watch. Well, it's painful to watch Russell Wilson, and I couldn't help but feel bad for the Broncos' defense last night while taking part in Monday Night Football, and I don't even know if we can call what we watched last night football. I don't know if that qualifies because it was just so bad, but it was a defensive masterpiece by the defensive staff and the players for the Broncos. It's just unfortunate that their offense's ineptitude is what superseded the evening and what's going to make the headlines for the rest of the week. And Carlin, I can't help but think that they got a head coach that don't know what the hell he's doing and might be out over his skis when it comes to being able to do this job at this level. Chris, I've been thinking about it, and it's a pretty easy parallel to make. Think back about seven or eight years ago. The Broncos win the Super Bowl, and Peyton Manning who the year before had been amazing, was awful that year. But he credited all of the success that he had had in Denver to one guy, a guy who offensively was regarded to be exceptionally smart because of the things that Peyton Manning had said, and as we found out later, was not remotely qualified to be a head coach. And that guy was Adam Gase who, in essence, carried Peyton Manning's water for a couple of years. (laughs) Guess what? I have found the new Adam Gase, and his name is Nathaniel Hackett, because it's pretty clear to me that Nathaniel Hackett is to Aaron Rodgers as Adam Gase was to Peyton Manning. Aaron Rodgers had him as an offensive coordinator for three years, and he was nearly in tears when Hackett left and got the Broncos' new job. He is the new Adam Gase. He does not know what he is doing as a head coach, and offensively, he is no genius because he is not letting anything fit right now with that team. No, it is clear that him and Russell Wilson aren't on the same page, Colin, and all you got to do is take a look at the blitz statistics from last night. Russell Wilson had no answers. That offensive line had no answers. There were times where the Chargers defense had free runners at the quarterback, including a sack by Gary Tranquil in the fourth quarter that ended up being costly. But if you look at Russell Wilson against the Blitz last night, Carlin, 3 for 11 for 12 yards, (laughs) sacked three times, and a 1.6 QBR. They have no answers for the Blitz, and that's frustrating to watch because that's a sign of a poorly coached team. 
call it as a player, all you want your coach to do is give you the answers. You don't want the rah-rah speech pregame. You don't want your coach to be great at the podium. What you want your coach to do is put you in positions where you can be successful. And last night, that was not the case, especially in the second half of that Denver Broncos offense, in particular in that fourth quarter. When it started to look like they were building some momentum by utilizing Russell Wilson's legs mm. as a part of the zone read run scheme, Russell Wilson doing a little bit of scrambling, some ad limbing, they were able to put together a drive early in that fourth quarter, calling only for their head coach to decide to punt the ball on fourth and two from the plus 39. I, I don't understand how that makes sense. Why would you punt the ball for 22 yards and give the ball to the Chargers on the 17 where you can kick a field goal in the stadium that Brandon McManus had his career long a year ago when he booted one for 61 yards? It makes no sense. A tie game, 4-2 in the fourth quarter, plus 39. You kick the 56-yard field goal, and guess what? If you don't make it, you lean on the defense, which had been balling all night. Mm. The defense that, in turn, got a takeaway the very next snap from the Chargers' offense. Thanks to Brandon Browning, where he had a pick, and he gifted the ball to you, plus 30, in your own ter- in the opposing team's territory. Those are opportunities that you can't pass on, and it's just... This is a head coach that doesn't get it. He doesn't understand the game management part of it. He doesn't understand how to get the most out of his quarterback by getting him to do things that he's comfortable with. And so that's the frustrating part for me. The red zone worlds continue for this team. Last night was another abysmal night for the Broncos in the red zone. And at this point, Carlin, I I just don't know if you can trust anything that Nathaniel Hackett is rolling out there in terms of a path for success for this particular team. Well, this is what particularly bothers me because I've seen this with other guys who were calling plays before, whether it's an offensive coordinator or a head coach who's calling plays. When you have great strategy for the first 15 to 20 plays of the game, which are scripted, as we know, but then after that, you got nothing. You can't respond at all. Because there's adjustments, and then there's adjustments to the adjustments. And there's calling a game on the fly. Maybe you just don't have a good knack for having a feel for the game, for calling the game on the fly, and for understanding what the defense has done to change things up against you. And that, to me, is as damning as it gets for somebody who's calling plays. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing. The defense was outstanding last night, Carlin. We talked about how they were able to create extra possessions with the takeaway, but also being able to get the turnover on downs early on in that fourth quarter and stopping the, the, the Chargers on a fourth and two. And then you're also talking about them being able to force, Carlin, seven offensive penalties on the Chargers. Seven. They drew five holding calls and two false starts. Your defense was absolutely locked down last night. And when you hold a team like that, an outfit like that, even without Keenan Allen to less than 20 points, that's saying something. Unfortunately, it's been the story far too often for this Broncos defense. We're going to hold the opposing team under 20, and we're still going to end up losing the game. And that's why I feel for those guys, man. It absolutely sucks, Carlin. When you talk about holding five out of your first six opponents to under 20 points, what more is the defense supposed to do? I wish I had an answer. I don't know. I, I mean, that's got to be just mind-numbing for the defense to watch that happen offensively. Here's Russell Wilson on what exactly needs to change for the Broncos right now, sitting at 2-4. and four. I think the sense of urgency has to go up now, you know, even not much more, you know, every day, you know, and uh, the season's not over. Uh, there's a lot more to do. The only thing that matters is us winning. You know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The only thing that matters is us winning and finding a way. 
The sense of urgency has to go up. How about you get on the same page? You understand what you're doing. Chris, I'll go back to what the Eagles did with Nick Sirianni. Remember last year, this is a guy that it was not going well for early. Mm-hmm. They gave up the play calling, and then all of a sudden, it got turned around because his team forced uh, formed an identity. This team has an identity of bad football right now. That, well, that's no, 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 no. Let's not say this team. This, uh, I'm sorry. This, this, this offense. offense. This offense yeah, yeah, has yeah. an identity of bad football right now. And this one, listen, I love Dominique Foxworth. Of course, senior writer for Anscape this morning on Get Up. This one, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I am not there with him on this. He's going to make it through the year. I suspect that they at least give him two years if it doesn't get any you better. Do? Between, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I do. He's a first-time head coach. His very first game was on national TV in prime time, and it was an embarrassment, which started us with this narrative that he's a terrible coach, which is not fair. It's also right. a true true narrative. It's not just a made-up narrative. And then we continue to see this time after time. They brought in Rossberg to help him manage the game. I think they'll give him the rest of the season. They'll give him another season. If it doesn't get better after that, then they'll probably look elsewhere. See, it's a true narrative. I love Jerry Rossberg. I was with Jerry Rossberg in Baltimore. Jerry Rossberg can't fix Nathaniel. No. He He don't know what the hell he's doing. And it's not a narrative when it's truth. (laughs) Yeah. That's just truth. Nathaniel Hackett can't coach. He, He cannot get two years. He's not going to get two years. The Broncos were 4-14 four and 14 on third down. 4-14 four for 14 on third down. Carlin, they are awful on third down. They are awful in the red zone. Your head coach's identity is on the offensive side of the ball, and you got a quarter of a billion-dollar quarterback. Nathaniel Hackett can't overcome this. And so I, I love Dominique, but I want some of what he's hmm. smoking if he thinks Nathaniel Hackett is going to make it through this year, if things keep going the way we see him going in Denver. It's Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Be a part of Canty and Carlin Nation, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. So, is Nathaniel Hackett actually going to make it through the year? We ask one of our insiders next after Canty has this from Indeed. Your small business has a clear mission. What you need is the right people to execute on that vision. Indeed's end-to-end hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. The moment you post a sponsored job, you'll instantly get matched with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description. And you can then conveniently schedule and conduct virtual interviews with applicants right from Indeed's hiring platform. Make the hiring process work for you. Log in and get started today at Indeed.com slash credit. Katia Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, on your smart speaker as well, we welcome in ESPN senior writer Jeff Darlington, who joins us right now. Uh, Jeff, uh, first and foremost, was that actually football we were watching last night? <laughs> I don't know. I turned it off. No, I'm kidding. I didn't turn it off. <laughs> Nobody would blame I'm you, a, Jeff. I'm Nobody would blame you ESPN if you were watching the Cube and placing the baseball. <laughs> What's that? I said nobody would blame you if you were watching the Cube during the baseball rain delay instead. You know what? I, I, can, think, I can think of a few people who would blame me, including my boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, no. Look, I, uh, I, I, I was listening to you guys talk about Nathaniel Hackett. And look, I, I love Dominic. I love Nathaniel Hackett. I think he's a great guy. And anytime you start with, hey, he's a great guy, you know where it's going next. 
I don't know how he survives after this year, given all that you guys just said. Um, I just, I mean, I had the distinguished pleasure of covering Cam Cameron in 2007. You guys remember that? With the oh, that was a joy. That was a joy to behold. <laughs> yeah. Miami, baby. A That's joy. a name. <laughs> I don't know. There was not too many coaches that only get one year. Uh, he was one of them. And honestly, like, I see this going a very similar direction. You guys made a really prudent point about the fact that he's an offensive-minded coach. Uh, he is a coach, by the way, not only offensive-minded coach, but he is one who has the franchise quarterback. And by the way, a roster that Aaron Rodgers viewed last offseason as the type of place he felt like he could go and win. And I'm not saying that, that Rodgers, you know, that his opinion is, is all that meaningful in this regard, but I just think that speaks volumes to the potential um, that this team is failing to live up to. So I, I tend to be with you guys. I think that they have a new ownership group who is, while would try to be patient in this moment, is, is probably not going to be as patient as, as we might expect. Jeff, I know it might be strange to ask this question about the head coach of a 4-2 and two team, but how much pressure is on Brandon Staley to get this team to the postseason this year? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, like, I, I think that it continues to come down to the fact that he still has the locker room, that players still love him, that Staley and, – and that's one of the things that I was going to say about Nathaniel Hackett, too. He does still have the locker room, but that, you, that can swing fast. And, it looked like it on the sideline uh, between Melvin Gordon and Jerry Judy, that's, too. That's, that's a great point. And uh, that's, I think, when you start to see things like that start to deteriorate. I, I haven't necessarily seen that uh, out of the Chargers – with Staley, it is fascinating that he continues to. It feels like he's going to go down with the ship when it comes to uh, some of these unconventional analytical play calls and and game management situations. Uh, if, if he can start to, everybody keeps saying he's got what it takes if he can just grow a little bit in that regard. Uh, and I would say that that is going to be the case with Staley. He is the type of coach that they want to see succeed. Uh, I think they will have more than enough patience with him. He just has to, to your point, not only have a good record, but be able to show up in the postseason as well. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL senior writer, joining Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. All right, Dolphins-Steelers this week, Tua back under mm-hmm. center. Uh, what has been your read of the organization over the last couple of weeks as they prepare to get Tua back? Yes, yeah, su- surprisingly uh, cohesive. Uh, I was talking to a lot of people at the stadium on Sunday and really Saturday as well, kind of going into this after the past few weeks of turmoil that the Dolphins have faced. And the one thing that I've been in, been impressed with is that, for instance, the quarterback room has been uh, has been really good despite all that they've gone through. Uh, ultimately Skylar Thompson getting the start despite Teddy Bridgewater knowingly going to be cleared by Saturday. Uh, These are all decisions that could cause some angst within a locker room, and yet everybody seems to be really buying into what Mike McDaniel is so far selling. Uh, I I think that McDaniel was very clear that he does not want to make excuses, that he does not believe starting a game with a different quarterback than you finished it with for three consecutive weeks is something that should excuse wins and losses. But I think all of us kind of can look at it and say, this looked like an entirely different team when Tua was healthy. So they get him back. 
I guess the biggest question for me is can Stewart can to stay healthy? I actually believe that he can perform in a way um, that will put them back amongst the team, the league's better teams, but he's got to stay healthy. And that's not something that he's been proven capable of doing in his first few years in the league. Jeff, we know the NFL owners are meeting today in New York. We also know that the, the roughly the passer calls and hits on the quarterback yeah. are not on the agenda, but is the Dan Snyder situation and the Washington commanders, is that on the agenda for the owners to discuss over the coming days? So it is not on the agenda. You never know. <laughs> what can happen there inside some of those meetings. But right now it is not something that's on the agenda. And, uh, and quite honestly, I think that that would, I, I mean, even if it were something that when it comes to potentially removing an owner, for instance, that's something that requires more than a quick, you know, a quick vote and, uh, and let's go ahead and cast them off. Uh, I'm not saying that Dan Snyder does or doesn't deserve it, but I think that it's the type of process that would probably need more time to play out, uh, which I know a lot of people are probably rolling their eyes how much time they really need. But <laughs> this, is a, this is a very clear fraternity of owners that does not take lightly the idea of removing one of its own. Jeff, just to, I guess, put things into context, I know the Washington Commanders have been quietly trying to find support for building a new stadium in the D.C. metropolitan right. area. What is the relationship between that community and Dan Snyder like, and can the NFL, you know, push this to the finish line in terms of being able to get a new home for the Washington commanders? It's not good at all. And honestly, that's the type of scenario that will probably make owners move on something like potentially removing an owner more so than some of the reports that we've seen about the type of behavior that's gone on within the organization, Uh, whether that discussed you or not. Uh, I, I really do think that when you start to talk about stadiums and fundings and locations and public money versus private, those are the things that these owners take more serious than anything else. And ultimately, it does not feel like it's headed in a great direction when it comes to a new stadium in Washington. And if that continues to be the trend, that's where things will get especially hot for Dan Snyder. Jeff Darlington, ESPN senior NFL reporter with Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Jeff, nobody's been as plugged in as you have over the last several years when it comes to Tom Brady. He's yelling at the uh, at his <laughs> offensive line the other day after he missed what some walkthrough on Saturday when he went to Robert Kraft's wedding. What is your read on the entire Brady situation right now with the Bucks? And and just an opinion, Jeff. If you gave him some truth serum, does he regret coming back? Oh, man, that's a great question. I I don't think that he often is the type that would regret coming back, um, especially with that without dive, diving deep into his personal affairs, which, right. um, you know, I know a lot of people want to pin that all on football. I'm reluctant to think that something like that is entirely based on football. So I would say I don't think he regrets it. But I do. You know, it's funny. Uh, and this is not at all, this is going to sound like I'm sugarcoating it. Everybody has accused me of being a pretty apologist, but I actually, I actually, for the first time in a few weeks of watching Brady and, and being up close, like when I saw him yelling at the line, that was the first time I was like, yes, like care, like start to feel like, look like you care about this season. Look like you care about coming back and trying to win. And I, I don't think that I've seen that very often this year. So that was actually one instance when, I actually thought, well, 
maybe that's the type of fire that we need to see from Brady uh, because it doesn't necessarily feel like it's been that way for the first four weeks, five weeks of the season. Jeff, great stuff. We appreciate it, man, as always. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you all. Jeff Darlington, ESPN senior NFL reporter with Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Someone said this morning that the Warriors are going to repeat as NBA champions. Is that a good bet or a bad bet? Mm, That's what we call a spicy meatball. And that (laughs) is in just moments after I tell you about our good friends from FanDuel. Now, football season, we are approaching the midway point. How is that possible? We're not all that far off. So now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet. Up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Think about that for a second. That's absolutely nuts. Well, the app is safe, secure, super easy to use. All you got to do is sign up with the promo code PLAY. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY. For your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? We got NBA, we got baseball playoffs, we got NFL. I mean, we got so much going on right now as the NBA season starts tonight. It is back, and you can tune in tonight as the defending champion Warriors host LeBron 
and the Lakers. Coverage begins 9.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. It is Canty and Carlin presented by Progressive Insurance. Be a part of the show on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So as always, what are we trying to do? We're trying to make you money. Hello. And that will bring us, my friends, to a little segment that we like to call Good Bet, Bad Bet. We've got the odds. What are the odds? Now it's your turn to decide. May the odds be ever in your favor. Is that a good bet or a bad bet? It is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Evan Wilner here to host our show for the next few moments. To ask the question, is this a good bet or a bad bet? Evan Wilner, go. Yeah, Luka Doncic is plus 390. He's the favorite to win MVP in the NBA. It's Caesar Sportsbook. Sportsbook, good bet, bad bet. Luka Doncic to win MVP, Chris Carlin. I don't love it. I, I The odds are a little short for me. I, I, I'm always looking for value. And Luka Doncic could certainly win the MVP, but I wouldn't rule out Giannis. He's the second choice at plus 550. And I'll give you a good one, a little value here. John Morant, plus 1,400. I like that one. 14 like, to 1 on John Morant. I like mm. John Morant. But Luka Doncic, though, I mean, yeah. in order for the Mavs to remain a top 16 in the improving Western Conference, Luka Doncic is going to have to do more, especially with the absence of Jalen Brunson. They did add Christian Wood, which I love for their front court, but in terms of firepower in their backcourt, it's Luka or bust. So I, I think th- there's not going to be a team that's going to ask one player to do more in order to stay where they're at in comparison to where they were last year, then the Mavs will ask Lucas. So that's why he's going to be the MVP. Warriors to repeat as NBA champions. Tim Legler said that on Get Up this morning. They're plus 575. So, Chris Canty, the Warriors, a good bet to repeat as NBA champions. Yeah, I'm going to take them as a good bet. I'm not going to go against them. I mean, this is a team that has a lot of young players that are only going to get better. Jordan Poole's only going to get better. Wiggins, an ascending player. We'll see what happens with Kaminga and Wiseman. But there's a lot to like with Golden State, and I'm not even talking about their core three with Dre, Steph, and Clay. I'm with you. I mean, that it's amazing to see that high level of a veteran player that they have with the three of them, and then to see those young players that they have. It, it all just kind of came together in a very weird way when Steph got hurt and they end up with the number one pick and all that. Boy, mm-hmm. I think it's a great bet that the Warriors repeat. A sneaky, sneaky good ad, Dante DiVincenzo, too. Oh, excellent point. Excellent point. He can shoot. The Nets are plus 350 to win the East and get to the NBA Finals. Is that a good bet or a bad bet, Chris Carlin? Hard pass. (laughs) Here's the thing. Don't get blinded by talent. All we have seen is stupid drama with this team over the last few years. I know how talented they are, but can they get out of their own way? When When I look at what we'd call the variables, I would say no. <laughs> Those variables being Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons. Yeah, that's a no for me too, dog. I can't roll. I can't roll with the that's Brooklyn Nets. That's old school Randy Jackson right there. Man, man, did you see that clip of the promotional event that the Nets were doing where Ben Simmons oh, tried to shoot a jumper? Oh, my God. Air ball. I mean, and Kyrie Irving is dying I, laughing. I don't know if Kyrie, Kyrie was laughing at Ben Simmons shooting, but he might as well have because that was atrocious and Kyrie watching was the Ben only trying one, to shoot. Kyrie is the only one not wearing the team jersey. Of course. It was like the Nets are a disaster, man. I mean, this has got to be Steve Nash's last year there, right? Oh, I think it's got to be Steve Nash's last couple of months. Oh, wow. Wow. I don't think it's going to last long. The Lakers are minus 240 to make the playoffs. 
Carlin, explain what make the playoffs means when it comes to the betting space. It means you have to be one of the final eight teams on each side. So, in other words, just making the play-in tournament is not making the playoffs. Being the seven or eight seed after that, earning your way in, that's making the playoffs. All right, Chris Canty. So, are the Lakers a good bet or bad bet to be a final eight team in the Western Conference? Why are you doing this to me, Ev? Why are you asking me this question Wait on the, the start next of the one. season? Why are you doing that? Wait till you're the next question. Be, you're being mean-spirited, aren't you? It's fun. Are the, are the Lakers going to make the playoffs? No. Wow. No, the Lakers aren't going to make the playoffs. Are, are they better than Memphis? No. Are they better than Denver? No. Are they better than Minnesota? No. Are they better than New Orleans? No. Are they better than Golden State? No. Are they better than the Clippers? No. Are they better than the Suns? No. All right, the Lakers ain't making the playoffs. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? Was that seven or eight? What do you want me to say? Was that seven? That was only seven. That was only seven. Oh, I didn't even mention the Dallas Mavericks. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> I mean, I left I left them out, but yeah. I mean, if we want to throw them in there too, we can. Uh listen. I think it's a bad bet that the Lakers are going to make the playoffs, especially at minus 240. That's that's no value whatsoever. Uh, I, all those teams that you mentioned are absolutely better. And not that I think they're going to make it, but is Dame Lillard going to be healthier this year? I mean, I mean the Lakers are your nine. Yeah. The Lakers in Portland, those are your 9-10 teams. Those are your 9-10 teams. I can't trust Anthony Davis to stay healthy. I can't. No, they're and not Russell Westbrook is—I mean, I, I know he wears the number zero, but he's—he's he's a net, net zero, right? Or is he a net negative? He's not a net positive. Oh no, he's a net negative. Right? He's now. a net negative, so not right even now. a zero. No, no. <laughs> I trade him to the Nets if he's a net negative. Oh Ooh. my gosh! All right, Lakers. Lakers plus one ninety five. You should probably put money on them missing the playoffs. Plus one ninety five mm-hmm. missed the playoffs. All right, fade. Not a bad, not a bad bet. First, <laughs> not a bad bet. First pitch: Yankees Guardians coming up in uh, less than a half hour here. ESPN Radio. Yankees to beat the Guardians minus one seventy. Is that a good bet or a bad bet, Chris Carlin? It's funny because I made the Yankees my play of the night yesterday, but then you had the whole mess with them uh, sitting through that rain delay. And then they finally banged the game at 9 o'clock, at 9.30, whatever it was. Did you hear that the Guardians had to split up hotels because their hotel was overbooked? So the team and the coaches stayed in Yonkers while, <laughs> while, while, the, while the front office staff stayed in Manhattan. Canty, wow. I lived in Yonkers for eight months. I'll tell you what. There are a few things that can put you in a bad mood than spending a couple of nights in Yonkers. Listen, listen, I'm from Co-op City. You can throw a rock and hit Yonkers from where I grew up at. I'm with you on that one a thousand percent. That'll put you in a bad mood. This will be a feisty Cleveland Guardians team in game five. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to punt on this because our play of the day is coming up. Okay. That's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm going to say as the resident Yankees fan on this show. Mm. I am going to say the Yankees are a bad bet to win game five. That way, if my heart gets broken by my team, I can look like I know what the hell I'm talking about and predicting that the Guardians would win. But if my team wins, then I don't care that I was wrong about my Game 5 prediction. So it's either way I, I win in this scenario. Uh, other, no, otherwise known as a can't-he-can't-lose spot. Yeah, yeah that's I'm, what I'm, he- I'm hedging right now. Exactly. I'm hedging. Exactly. The road to the World Series, it goes right through ESPN Radio. All the postseason action, including... Yankees Guardians this afternoon, noon, right here on ESPN Radio, presented by AutoZone on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. I teased it a little bit there. Some interesting thoughts coming up.
to make you some money this afternoon on your play of the day. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Curse Warriors tonight to open up the NBA season, the late game. Canty, uh, here's Woj. We were talking about this a little bit yesterday when we were filling in for Greeny, the whole Draymond Green situation and the extensions uh, for Jordan Poole and for Wiggins with the Warriors and what that actually means for Draymond Green's future with the team. And a lot have thought that maybe that means that Draymond is potentially going to be out. Not so fast, says Woj. This was on NBA Today yesterday. Listen, two years left on his deal, and there can be room for an extension at the end of those two years or a new deal that probably is south of that $27.5, million, perhaps maybe isn't a raise off of that. But if the Warriors are winning and Draymond is still a highly productive player and wants to be there, I don't think it means that his future, uh, that his days are necessarily numbered in Golden State. I I don't think it's a, a lock either. It, listen, Draymond is going to opt in after this year. Yeah, he's not turning down the $27.5 million option no. for what? The next season? He's not going to do year. that. No, so that's, 2023, that's what Woj is, He'll be there. That's what Woj is talking about with two years left in the contract. Yeah. Uh, listen, Draymond is one of those players that is not someone who's going to travel well. In other words, join, he has to be in a perfect situation to be an effective player and to be what that team needs. It's it's kind of Rodman-esque. He was perfect with the Pistons. He was perfect with the Bulls. Everywhere else, it didn't work. Draymond has been perfect for the Golden State Warriors, and if I'm Draymond, I'm not in any hurry to get out of that situation. No, I mean, Draymond Green is a less skilled, more mentally tough Ben Simmons. He can't shoot. Yeah. He struggled from the perimeter. He struggled from the free throw line of late. But he can handle the ball, he can initiate the offense, and he can defend one through five, which is exactly what that Golden State Warriors team needs because they have so many scores, so much shooting. And so the only thing that I would say that you have to question, if you're Bob Myers or Steve Kerr, is how Draymond Green fits into the development of your younger players. 
because this latest incident in training camp gives me cause for pause in terms of being able to sustain the culture that's allowing you to find these diamonds in the rough and continuing to develop these guys. Do you think this was more of a final straw, or do you think it was more of a warning shot across the bow from the team, like you need to get it together now? Well, listen, it, it's 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 multiple guys now. It's not like Draymond Green just had a problem with Kevin Durant. Now we're seeing it with Jordan Poole. Like, we know that he ruffles the feathers of opposing players, but now you're starting to see that with teammates – once is, you know, a one on an, app, an aberration, two is a trend. And so I think you have to start monitoring that if you're Bob Myers and Steve Kerr because you don't want this to derail the dynasty. We got to make some money. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive offers a great price and round-the-clock protection when bundling your home and auto. It's one of those rare times where you can save money and get something great. Bundle today at Progressive.com. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. So as we said earlier, my play of the night last night was the Yankees, and it was uh, following Jamison Tyone. A couple of things have changed. Obviously, they had the rain out last night. It's going to be Nestor Cortez on three days rest to start with mm. Tyone uh, potentially backing him up. And uh, what I forgot the kid's name with the Indians who's going to start. Um, Savale. Uh, with, with the Guardians who's going to start. Savale. Savale. Yeah. And uh, possibly with Shane Bieber behind him. Mm-hmm. So in case you didn't hear us a few minutes ago, the Guardians last night after the game was rained out at about 940 found out that their hotel was overbooked. So the team and the coaches had to stay in Yonkers, New York, which is about 20 minutes, maybe 15 minutes from the Bronx, barely. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's not a place that's going to put you in a great mood. And so I, uh, I'm i kind of feeling the Guardians today at plus 143. Well, it's clear that the rain delay is going to help the Yankees more than it's going to help the Guardians because the Yankees are going to pivot and go with a different plan, whereas Terry Francona, the manager of the Guardians, is going to stay with Savali. Now, the Yankees, when it comes to starting pitching, seem to have an advantage, but when it comes to the bullpen, with Karinchek and you got uh, Steffens and you got Klaze, their closer, like those, mm-hmm. those guys – are more dangerous than Peralta and Clay Holmes and the whole lot of them. Now, what ends up being the wild card is Aaron Boone potentially making Garrett Cole available for this thing. If Garrett Cole can come out of the bullpen even on one day's rest, hmm. that could be something that after you get past Tyone could be really interesting in terms of the Yankees being able to find a bridge to the end of the game. All right, well, let me ask you that. If you are in a situation, I'll, I'll paint the scenario for you. Seventh inning, Yankees lead 4-2. You have the option of going to the rest of your bullpen or going to Cole right there. In a situation that he's not necessarily used to doing, what are you doing? What are you as a Yankee fan more comfortable with? I don't trust any of our relievers, and we've seen the Guardians have late-inning rallies. I mean, if you look back to game three, you're talking about them being down to their last out and being able to come up with several hits to take the lead and win that game. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm a little bit concerned about the back end of our bullpen. I would say that I'm more comfortable with Cole based on what I've seen from him in this series. But the real pressure is going to be on the Yankees lineup, Carlin, to get to Savale early. 
That that's where it is. We've got to mm. take advantage of the, the the matchup that we have with the starting pitchers. Uh, and here's the deal: Savale. The numbers aren't great, but when you look at Savale the first time through the order on the season, he's pretty damn good. He's got a zero point eight eight WHIP. He's got an ERA under three, and he's got a twenty eight point four strikeout percentage. Yeah, that's so pretty that, good. So that's the thing that you have to watch in terms of Francona managing that, letting Savale get through the order once. And then going to the Beebs and then the bullpen like that. That's what worries me. If that's the plan that they execute, that's why this Yankees lineup has got to put pressure on the Guardians by being able to knock Savali out there early and tack on some runs early in this game. I cannot get over the amount of Yankee fans who I have talked to over the past three to four days who blame Aaron Boone for everything. I mean, honestly, they'd blame Aaron Boone for gas prices if they could. But why? I don't know. Aaron Boone's not making any of these decisions, No, Colin. he is getting this information from above and told how to employ it. And I'm sure that in-game he makes a decision or two here and there. But other than that, Aaron Boone's primary jobs are to take all the, uh, you know, all the barbs publicly and to worry about his players and make sure that they all feel comfortable and never criticize them. Well, yeah, I mean, you're talking about Cashman moving on from Girardi because he wanted a manager that was more amenable to doing things the way that the front office wanted them done. That means the lineup card. That means the lanes for the pitching staff, all of those different things. And that's what Aaron Boone is going to do. And Aaron Boone has, you know, experience being in the media, so he knows how to present well. He can get to the podium and not wreck the press conference. But most importantly, he's going to do whatever Cash wants him to do. So if you got a problem with an in-game decision that Aaron Boone is making, don't blame Aaron Boone because this is something that Cashman and his analytics staff had gone over with Aaron Boone before the damn game. So it makes no sense at all. I'll tell you what. Eighth inning. Here comes Garrett Cole, two on. Stephen Kwan, it's a three-run bomb. (laughs) Why would you say something like that? Why do you want to put that in the atmosphere, man? Why is that in the ether? Listen. And when it comes to rooting against the Yankees, most of America is with me. No, they're not. Yes, they're they not are. With you. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Oh, my God. You're Jose bad, Ramirez puts you're, one in the second you're deck. You're a bad guy. You're a bad guy. You're a, bad, you're a good teammate, but you're a bad person. No, I'm not a bad person. I just hate the Yankees. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.